Hey, it's Tessa. Welcome. This podcast is for all the people. This is for all the people that have gotten bad advice. Advice that says you can't. Or advice that says you shouldn't do that. Or my favorite, that's not how it's always been done. Or it's not your turn yet. Or I just don't see you there. We've all gotten it. We've all gotten the bad advice. It's the advice that doesn't sit well with us when we hear it. It's the advice that goes against everything we know about ourselves. It's the advice that gives us the heebie-jeebies. So let's look at what may be the worst of all bad advice. The advice from a fake friend. You know that type of advice. The advice that sounds something like this. Oh, absolutely, I'll connect you. Or, yes, I'd be delighted to talk to them and to help you out. Or, absolutely, yes, trust me. You can confide your genius business idea with me. I'm not going to steal it and make it my own. No, 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 no. No, who do you think I am? No, not going to happen. And sometimes we get fake friend advice from well-meaning people who just forgot or just couldn't accomplish what they thought they could. But I don't want to talk about those instances. Those were good people. I want to talk about the bad advice from someone who is malicious and intending to be a fake friend when they're giving you bad advice. This is the type of advice from someone who says that they want to see you succeed and they want to help you succeed. But in actuality, they're only interested in what helps line their own pockets, build their own business, or boost their own brand. These are the type of people who haven't caught on yet that there's room in this world for all of us to succeed. And the only one who limits our success is ourselves. Since I work in and around politics, my professional world is swimming in this kind of fake friend advice. I know, it is shocking. Politics is not full of kind-hearted people who are just altruistic by nature and want to see the world be a better place. I should pause for a minute while that sinks in. Okay, have we all realized that politics is not a happy-go-lucky kind of place? So let's instead think about delving into the dark belly of fake friend advice as it plays out in one of my favorite films. This film centers on some ridiculously bad advice and shows you how you can take bad advice and turn it around to create success for yourself. The film, none other than the Golden Globe winning and Oscar nominated Working Girl. Starring the driven Melanie Griffith and the dashing Harrison Ford. I cannot say this enough. Working Girl is one of my favorite films. Who 
doesn't love a story about a woman named Tess who thinks outside the box, is scrappy, smartly maneuvers her way toward the top of her career by her own plucky merits. I love that type of film. I'd probably even like it if the woman's name was something other than Tess. Well, maybe, but let's not veer into my psyche on this podcast and instead let's focus on how to protect yourself from bad advice, like the colossally bad advice that Tess gets in Working Girl. If you haven't seen the film, the rest of our conversation will be all spoilers, 100% spoilers. So consider this your fair warning. You have been warned. Spoilers ahead. So let's dive into this colossally bad advice that Tess is given. The film drops us into the cutthroat world of Wall Street firms. Our intrepid hero, played by Melanie Griffith, is trying to work her way up in the fine world of corporate arbitrage mergers and acquisitions. She's also a woman who is blonde, favors a trend on short skirts, and has fewer diplomas on her wall than her co-workers. So, cue the misogyny because it is plentiful. After Melanie Griffith is promised a fantastic job in the exchange for her sexual favors, we see her shake a bottle of champagne and pour it on the person who offered her the great job, if only she were to have sex with him. This event eventually leads her to start working for a female boss, and she thinks, fantastic, I'm finally going to avoid the misogynistic world I've been living in, and I'm going to be respected, because women get women. Side note, people, women don't get other women. We try our best, but we're skeptical, and that's okay. Tessa's boss is a type of woman who has an elusive relationship with kindness. She has a very, very deep relationship with buying her way into favor and is the type of boss that no one wants and absolutely no one deserves. She is also the giver of colossally bad advice, the advice that sets our film afoot. As Tess and her new boss get to know each other, her boss says, Come to me with your ideas, Tess. We'll collaborate. We're a team. This is going to be amazing. And Tess, she takes her new boss at face value. But in reality, the boss is thinking, Yes, please share some of your ideas with me, Tess, because I'm going to claim them as my own. I'm never going to tell you about it, and then we'll keep this system going. You'll stay put, and I'll accelerate my career based on your ideas. See? Isn't that great? Um, no, that is not great for our dear Tess. But not only is Tess lured into this sanctuary safe place of collaboration, Tess is also asked, to serve people dumplings from a steaming dumpling cart during a cocktail party, and to pick up dry cleaning while the boss is skiing in Europe. Now we're entering into a little gray area here where I think Tess exceeds the boundaries of kindness and respect for other people. 
Tess discovers in her boss's voice memos that her boss is stealing her ideas. So, should Tess have crossed that line to listen to her boss's voice memos? No. Not cool. But, without it, we'd have no plot line. So, here we go. Here we have Tess. She's been given this placating, colossally bad advice that is bad for her, bad for her career, and she's also found out about the duplicitous nature of the advice. And now, Tess is at a crossroads. She can either choose to seize her own idea and make it happen, or she can confront her boss. Tess chooses the long game. The smart game in my book, because confrontation is only a short-term win. And by short-term, I mean a few minutes. It's a few minutes of feel-good after you get to yell at somebody. So always... Choose the path that isn't a short-term win. Choose the path that builds your career. Not the path that feels good, but also sets your career on fire. So our dealmaker extraordinaire, Tess, puts together a media deal with the help of Harrison Ford's character, Jack Trainer. Okay, I'm not going to go into the messy romance that ensues. We're here to talk about bad advice and how to turn it into good advice. But if that's your thing, and you wouldn't watch Working Girl without a storyline about love, there's a storyline about love, go watch Working Girl. So we have Tess and Jack. They put together the media deal that she creatively came up with because she chose to think outside the box and thought thought in a way that was different from everyone who came before her who tried to put a deal together. Tess eventually gets outed by her boss as the deals coming together they're gathered in this room they're about to sign all the documents and in storms tess's boss fresh from her skiing trip on crutches because she's broken her leg and she begins to wave her crutches around and she says that tess is a fraud and that if this was her idea all along and tess has stolen it But, lo and behold, there's a problem with the deal, and it turns out only Tess can save the day when it looks like this deal is going to fall through. So as we cue our Oscar-winning theme song, and we see the bad boss get publicly outed when she can't answer background questions about the deal, Tess gets the deal done, and as a bonus, gets a new job from the media conglomerate. Huge win for Tess. In the middle of this plot climax, when Tess is getting outed and trying to save face, she says, You can bend the rules plenty once you get to the top, but not while you're trying to get there. And if you're someone like me, you can't get there without bending the rules. Tess may have bent some rules, but in all fairness, she didn't steal anyone's idea She didn't directly lie, and she treated everyone fairly and with kindness along the way. So when Tess accepts her new job, she is gobsmacked. She's the one with the office. She's the one with the office with a view, and she's the one with the new assistant. 
You see Tess pay it forward by treating her assistant like she always wanted to be treated. And friends, that's how you handle bad advice. Even colossally bad advice from a fake friend like Tess received. The kind of bad advice that is full of betrayal and gets your blood boiling. You, like Tess, choose the high road. You believe in yourself. You believe in your skills. And you know that you can push your career forward because you're kind. And you can even do it with some creative bending of the rules. Because you know what? No one should know you better than you know yourself. Trust yourself. Believe in yourself so that others trust you and believe in you. Until next time. Let's be kind.